Yeah, um, this is new. I've never seen the screen. What am I seeing? I'm not sure okay. what you're seeing. Um, okay, now I, I'm seeing you. Oh, okay. I see your picture. Um, but it's fine. You don't have to, you don't have to, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but in a second, I'm actually going to share my screen so you can um, see your chart. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for booking a reading. And um, I know you want to know about your soul's purpose and how you can best align with that purpose. Yeah. So um, we can get started. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen as soon as it will allow me. I've been having trouble. Here we go. So you're doing RTT? Yeah. Awesome. Do you already, are you already finished the uh, modules? Yeah, yeah, I finished the modules and Feb. Okay, perfect. That's exciting. All right, here's your chart. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can see your screen. Okay, perfect. So um, let me make it a little bit bigger. It looks small for some reason. Okay. Okay, so here is your chart. And so you are a sun sign Scorpio, um, a Taurus rising, and a Gemini moon. So with you being a Scorpio sun, uh, the sun sign is really just like the, the style or the aspect of yourself that you put in every area of your life. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it is like describing all aspects of you. So I always tell people the sun sign is like your secret sauce. And it's like, um, it's going to like kind of back or preface everything else. But it doesn't mean that like, you know, you can't embody other energies in other areas of your life. So um, but I think a Scorpio sun is beautiful. Scorpio is such a deep and, um, you know, very, um, like it's deep, but it's like very like passionate and it like cares about everything below the surface. You know, Scorpio is not shallow. Um, so I think having that sun sign is like just a really beautiful way to kind of approach life. Um, so just that glancing at your, your chart, like I noticed that your soul's work is going to be mostly externally facing. And I say that because you have your, here's your ascendant line, the stick line that goes across the center. Most of your planets are right here on the right side above it. So that means that your soul's work is really going to be involved in everything external facing. Um, you know, you don't have that much below the ascendant line. That will be more internal work like healing and um, becoming emotionally balanced and things like that. I think, you know, your work is going to be more about, um, you know, becoming successful, becoming visible, becoming like a trusted, trusted subject matter expert, things like that. Um, can I just note it down? Oh, sure. Yeah. Can, can you say that again? And uh, what is external focus? Yeah. So your soul's work is going to be external focused or like external facing because most of your planets are above the ascendant line in particular in, on the right side here. So if they were below, it would mean that your soul's work would be more internal facing. So like how you um, heal yourself, like self-confidence, self-esteem, um, regulating like all of your emotions, things like that. But you don't have that much below. Um, and we'll talk about everything, of course, but I just wanted to highlight that, you know, as your soul goes throughout its journey in this human experience, it's going to want to really focus on um, everything external. So like your career, um, like your relationships and like your visibility in society, basically. 
Okay. Now, the first thing I want to dive into is the true node or other, also known as the north node. And it's this little symbol right here. That's the true node and over in your chart. Mm -hmm. It's down here. And you have it placed in your 10th house in the sign of Aquarius. So what the true node symbolizes or actually what it details is all of the challenges that your soul is meant to overcome or that it's going to really encounter um, in this lifetime, <coughs> excuse me, as you ascend to your highest self. So because you have it in your 10th house, first off, the 10th house is all about careers and you know how you're making your imprint in society. And with it being an Aquarius, that's an air sign that's ruled by Uranus. So Aquarius, they're the humanitarians of the Zodiac. Um, they really care about the collective. They're the team players. They're going to do um, anything that's like philanthropic or like think of like nonprofits. That's kind of the energy of an Aquarius. So I'm seeing that, you know, you may have some challenges in your career um, doing things like that. Now, that doesn't mean that you are not giving or that you don't care about the collective. I think it's just going to mean that, you know, again, your soul's work is external facing. So as you engage in that work, you may find it a little bit maybe intimidating or tiring or, you know, just like, like some things really just don't jive with you as it relates to you doing things that's for the greater good or that's for like a part of a bigger um environment you know that's not really small and uh, micro like anything that's macro so again like like nonprofits, like things that um and it's also very visionary too so i would also think of you like thinking more like on a um like a large scale like thinking um, more big ideas i feel like that may be a little bit of a challenge for you because with your scorpio energy it wants to go deep it wants to go below the surface and kind of be you know really intimate with whatever it's engaging with so you having that true note here, um, again, some of your challenges are just going to be around getting out of that deep energy and really getting into like what's going to impact like the greater community around you. Um, now, the interesting thing about your true node is that it's in the same house and sign as your Midhaven. That's this MC up here. It says MC, but it stands for Midhaven. The Midhaven has nothing to do with your soul, but it's, uh, it's an indicator of how, um, like what career you would do really well in, in this lifetime. So with a Midhaven in Aquarius, it means that you are going to, um, be really prosperous being like a visionary. Um, so, um, so Aquarian type careers or anything that's like creative or independent. So I'm thinking like teaching, um, consultations like you know basically positions that are going to allow you to think of new ways of doing something or that's going to be really unconventional right so think like not corporate not that uh, because corporate is going to be like more following the rules Aquarius is more um, it's like free-spirited right so any type of career that allows you to be a free spirit and to really think of new and fresh ideas um, definitely engaging with different kinds of people that is going to be um, what's really going to make you successful. Um, but again, you're going to have maybe some challenges with that, but that's perfectly fine. We're all here to overcome challenges. Um, now to accompany this true node, 
we look at your south node. Now it's not indicated with the symbol. We, to get it, we just look directly opposite of the north node, which is 180 degrees opposite. And so opposite of your north node is uh, the fourth house in Leo. Um, now the south node is basically what your soul has brought over from previous lives that it's really, really good at. So the gifts and talents of your soul. So in this lifetime, it's things that come to you easily. Like no one has to train you or teach you or, you know, groom you. You just, you just do it well. You know, you're just born doing it really well. And with your south node being in the fourth house, that's the house that governs our foundation, our family life, our home life. So I think you're very, very loyal. You know, you're very like nurturing and caring to the people that are close to you, the people that, you know, not just are blood related, but the people you consider family. Um, definitely always willing to protect them. Um, like I said, you're very loyal and you don't mind like sharing with them and um, offering any of your resources. I think Leo, with it being a fire sign, fire is very, very passionate, but I think Leos can be also very protective. You know, they're the, uh, the symbol is the lion and they're ruled by the sun. So it's very magnetic, um, very warm and social. Um, but like I said, these are like your natural gifts. So people are going to like be drawn to you, like people that are close to you, friends and family and, you know, people in your foundation, it's like they trust you, you know, they can come to you with anything. And it's not because you say you are, they just, it's like you just are, you know, you're born with it. Your soul brought that over um, into this human lifetime. Um, so I actually think it's a beautiful placement. You know, it's really, really beautiful to have your true node in the 10th house in Aquarius, because I feel like whatever is in that south node is really, really what's going to help you transmute the north node energy. Because you are so warm and caring at home, I feel like you can easily carry that energy and that um, way of interacting with people into your career. So it's actually a really, really, um, yeah, like it works in your favor. Sometimes people's true node is like, it's a completely not in alignment with their south node, but I feel like this placement actually really works in your favor. Um, yeah, so the next thing I want to look at, I'm just looking at my notes. Okay, is your Chiron. So the second thing we look at to kind of get an idea of what your soul is here for is your Chiron. It's this little symbol, this little circle with a K on top of it. And over here on the chart, it's right at the bottom. You have it in the sign of Cancer in the third house. So the third house is all about communication, um, but it's not just communication to, um, to like groups or one-on-one -on -one like conversation or, and dialogue. It's also how you communicate yourself to society. So think of like your personal mission statement or like your personal brand or like how you assert yourself and how you set boundaries for how people interact with you. Like that's third house energy. It governs all of that. But you have um, your Chiron here and the Chiron is like your soul's wound. So it's something that has happened in previous lifetimes that's now kind of showing up in your subconscious as, a, as like a blockage. Um, it doesn't always mean that there's something currently going on that has gone on in this lifetime, but it's kind of affecting you in this lifetime. Um, so with that placement, with it being in cancer, I would say that, you know, you have been, and again, in previous lifetimes, you were wounded when um, speaking up on things that meant to you, um, yeah, that things that were really meaningful to you. Yeah, things that meant a lot to you, um, things that you were passionate about. 
Um, it could have been about maybe like defending or protecting a family member or someone really close to you. Cause just like Leo cancer is very, very nurturing. Um, they're like the mama bear of the Zodiac. They're going to make sure everyone's okay. They're going to caretake for everyone. Um, but if you have a wound there, that means that, you know, now subconsciously you may, um, yeah, you may actually like overdo it sometimes or, you know, feel like you maybe you're a little bit too protective. And I feel like that's just kind of like a subconscious way of thinking that you have to like either provide or protect for people or it can be the polar opposite, you know, cause wounds are like kind of the shadow side of that sign, wherever it sits, that means that the wound kind of is like dominant in the shadows of that energy. So if it's like, so if it's dominant in the shadow of cancer, then it could be that you're cold, you know, that you're kind of cold and, you know, maybe you don't speak up or maybe you just, you know, it's not that you don't really don't care, but it's like, you're, you somehow can't really see the meaning of someone else's feelings or, you know, the, the value of other people's like perspectives or what they're saying again, because that third house energy is about communication. So maybe like when someone brings something to you or they're like expressing concerns, like you kind of just are aloof or, you know, you really don't, but it's because like your soul's wounded there. It's not because you're a bad person. It's just, you know, again, it's subconscious. It's in like, these are like down in your limbic system kind of, so to speak in this lifetime. Um, so yeah, so the Chiron, um, Chirons and true nodes and the moon are all considered gifts, even though I'm calling it a wound. It's also a gift because it's what you're here to help others with as well. And that's what I'm going to get into now with the, your moon sign, because the moon is another indication of where your soul has some work to do, but it's not just your soul, the moon is about ancestral wounds. So everything that, um, well, maybe not everything, but a lot of things that your parents, their parents, if you knew them, um, aunts and uncles, like maybe your siblings, like, so your soul cluster, like your family of origin, um, any type of like dysfunction or um, trauma that has happened within that soul cluster would also affect you, obviously. So, and the moon is an indication of that. So you having a moon in the first house in the sign of Gemini, I would say that that indicates that, you know, your family, again, just collectively would maybe ha were afraid of like being themselves fully, being authentic, um, expressing themselves fully um, because first house is all about uh, how you present yourself to the world and how people perceive you. Um, it's like self uh not just self-expression, but like your, your image, it's like self-image. And Gemini is the sign of, um, yeah, they're communicators. They're like intellectual communicators. I consider Gemini's to be like the journalists of the Zodiac. Um, very social, very talkative, but they, they're all about um, authenticity or like getting information to kind of like increase knowledge. You know, it's an air sign. And because you have your moon in that first house in Gemini, I would say that that's kind of like a collective ancestral wound is that maybe your family just can do that for whatever reason. Um, or again, it could be the opposite spectrum. Like they did do that, but it wasn't for the greater good. So I'm thinking like gossiping or like, um, like lies or like kind of like manipulating people through language or like just, but again, that's because they maybe weren't comfortable with themselves. You know, the reason why people gossip and spread rumors and things like that is because there's a deep rooted insecurity. 
Um, so there could have been some of that going on in your family unit. Um, but again, these wounds are here to help us be better people. So, um, so that's what I have to say about that. Um, now with this methodology of birth chart readings, we look at your Chiron, your true node and your 12th house to kind of build out a little statement for what your life's purpose is. And the reason we use the 12th house is because we want to, um, we want to get an idea of like your ideal client archetype, right? So whatever's in this 12th house is going to be like the energy that, that the people that you're here to help, like they have that energy. It doesn't mean that they're that sign. So your 12th house has Aries and, Tar and Taurus. You have two signs in your 12th house. It doesn't mean that you're only here to help people who are Aries and Tauruses, but it's people who are natural born leaders. They take initiative. Um, excuse me. They're unafraid to like be the first to start. They're usually the first to finish. So fast pace energy, um, action oriented people. Aries is ruled by Mars. So it's like the, um, yeah, action. That's all. <laughs> that's really the best way to describe Aries is action, action, action. Um, and then Taurus is um, more slow moving, but they're very practical. They're very consistent. They're detailed. It's earth energy. So they're going to do everything that's, um, that's not just logical, but that also guarantees some type of reward um, because earth energy, particularly Taurus, that's ruled by Venus. It wants to make sure that you're prosperous. Venusian energy wants you to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Um, it's not just about beauty and love and elegance. It's also about being um, really, really comfortable um, using your own means. Um, so that is Venusian energy. So just think of like that archetype. Like it's people who are natural born leaders um, who, you know, value a very like happy, healthy home. You know, they value their possessions. They value nice things, but you're here to help them communicate better from a heart center. You know, you're, you're here to help them take a more heart centered approach in their leadership. Um, because you know, your, your Chiron's here in the third house in cancer. So you, you really want to help these people tap into like their emotions, um, not in a irresponsible way, but just, you know, help them be a little bit more empathetic, help them to be more sensitive and caring and nurturing um, as they show up as leaders in society. And by doing that, what they're going to do is they're, they're helping the collective because your true note is an Aquarius. So you're helping those people become uh, very clear and creative communicators, clear and creative communicators. <laughs> That's a, like a tongue twister. Yeah, you're going to help them communicate their mission very clearly and creatively, you know, from a place of like the heart so that they can be more effective in collective efforts or like, you know, large scale efforts that help the greater good. Um, so that's the statement that I came up with your soul's purpose. Does any, does this resonate? Uh, I don't know. Well, are you doing RTT? Yeah, I, uh, I am practicing RTT. Now. So, but you don't have clients yet though. I do have, uh, clients here and there it's not like a regular stream yeah. i do have some clients who are long term some clients who like come and go um, 
but it's not i mean i've just started looking at getting clients but then i'm also very uh, unclear about the niche so i'm right now sort of yeah just figuring out the whole process but like you said uh, that yeah i agree my gifts and talents are those that i have a great personal life and i have challenges in uh, my career mm-hmm. and uh, so also the the side on thing uh, about communication mm-hmm. uh, wounded for speaking up this is not just past lifetime for me it has also been in this lifetime that you know the way i have been raised i have been taught to not speak up but then of course i've worked around it now and i have sort of addressed those issues yeah uh, but i did not uh, i mean this is new information that it could also be from the past lifetime and also i consistently you know now even though i am very uh, i mean i'm pretty comfortable doing rtg sessions with people i somehow resent you know even when i've booked a session and just like about 30 minutes before the session i'll start feeling like i don't want to do it oh okay and i i just i just don't understand where that that's coming from because i know that i can do it very well but then it there's some cringy feeling inside of me that just makes me feel like you know like i should message them and i should tell them that, look, okay look it's not working right now can we just postpone it and then postpone oh, it and then postpone it. yeah so but then i try to get over that and that has been with every session and uh, so i'm i'm just wondering what that's about uh and then yeah authenticity expression manipulation yes i have seen that in my family and um and yes i have re- i've very recently had a an rtd session also about authenticity so i know that it has been something that ha- i mean something that has bothered me but then i think it was my uh, june practice register session uh issues so i think i will be able to address it hopefully soon i'm sure i'm uh, sorry to address but then this uh i do i don't get <laughs> what i'm here to do oh yeah so it's a little confusing for some people um just because you know if you haven't really identified what you're here to do mm-hmm. like kind of in the 3d like in the in the physical world i think sometimes yeah. these um like sole purpose statements can just not really resonate that well. But basically what we're doing is we're just looking at where your soul is wounded and like the the challenges you have currently. And we're Mm -hmm. identifying like the best type of people you can help resolve that same wound. Um, Because the idea, again, just within this methodology of, of life path readings using the birth charts is, you know, we're, we're using like the, the things that our soul are here to overcome, which are basically the wounds, we're using that as like the, um, the motivation or like the foundation for the work that we're gonna do. So like if you're wounded, like for example, you're wounded in the communication area and you said that it wasn't even like, you don't feel like it's your soul, it's like current now, like you have trouble speaking up. 
well, you're actually part of your mission is to also help people communicate effectively. And remember, communication is very, very um, multifaceted. So it doesn't have to be you getting up and speaking in front of like hundreds of people. It could be something very, very um, small scale, at least to start with. Like you could do like really short blogs. You could be featured on someone else's blog. You can do your own recordings. Like if you want to record like hypnosis, it's like self-hypnosis hypnosis sessions or any type of meditation that you can start as a record. I mean, that's a, a way of like you expressing yourself, right? And, and um, carrying out your brand and your mission. Um, what else? Yeah, a podcast. I'm not sure if you're into podcasts. Um, going live on any of the social media channels just for like maybe 10 minutes a week to your followers. You know, it's things like that that I've been, you know, I tell all of, you know, my clients that your soul's work, it's, it's not really, it's time is not linear in this sense, you know, time is more fluid. So it doesn't mean that like, you're going to overcome everything like in a specific time, like say when you finally get your RTT certification, it doesn't mean that your work is now done and you're, you know, everything is going to be okay. It's just kind of throughout, you know, however long you're supposed to have this human experience, right? Which we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just mm -hmm. to say like, while you're here, this is like the work that's meant to be done. Um, so, and again, I think your ideal client, so you're, you're a Scorpio Taurus rising, but your ideal client is going to be Aries and Taurus. And, the, and another reason we do this, we look at that 12th house is because the 12th house is everything that is like of the spiritual world. It's of like the ethereal, like it's more um, psychic. It's like of the dreams and illusions. Um, and it's not really of the 3D. That's why I said they may not actually be Aries or Taurus, but it's like who they embody. And what these people are seeing, right? The people who have this energy, they're seeing who you are as a Taurus because that's your rising sign. They're seeing whatever is in that first house. I mean, you actually have Taurus and Gemini in your first house, but your rising sign sits right in Taurus. So people who want to get more um, organized, people who want to create a plan, people who want to be more practical in like their career, they're going to look to you for that because they see you as a Taurus. They see you embodying that energy. Um, so that's just, I just wanted to kind of clarify the methodology here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Also, uh, when you said external, mm -hmm. external focus, um, so we we just talked about one, two, three, four, four things, right? Mm -hmm. So meaning that these are the major, these are the most important things. Is that right? Oh, like the no? um, you mean like the true node, the Chiron, the the moon. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say they're the most important. I mean, everything in your chart is important, but I think those mm -hmm. four things speak more like directly to what you're here to do. Like it speaks more about your soul's work. Whereas like the other planets kind of just um, determine like how you operate in that area of your life currently. You know, it's not necessarily like a purpose, right? It's just kind of how you are. For example, you have, um, let me think of as an example. So you actually have a lot, you have a stellium in your eighth house. The cell, a stellium means you have more than three planets in one house or more than three planets in one sign. 
but like you have your Uranus right here, like that's one of the planets in your eighth house. So that means that you might look for creative ways of like investing because the eighth house is about other people's money. The second house is about your money. Eighth house is about like investments, um, taxation, things like that. So it means that you might just be like a little unconventional about, um, you know, who you choose to do business with or like, you know, who you choose to bank with, things like that. But again, it's not like soul's purpose. That's just kind of a very specific area of your life. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So, um, okay. no, I'm trying to understand that these three things that you mentioned, these are in the, like, down part, not the up part. Oh, right. So, so your Chiron and your moon is below, but your true node is above. Yeah. Yeah. So, so below is internal focus and above yeah. is external focus. Is yeah. But see, the thing is, is your wounds kind of are like what you're meant to do. Like, so you have more planets above external focus and your wounds are just placed below, but the work is going to be externally focused. So like if you have a moon and so your moon's in your first house in Gemini, that's how you like, that's your self image. So that's external, that's external facing, right? Cause the, the placement is below, right? But how you're going to overcome it is going to be external because it's for first house. That's all about what people are seeing. Like it's, you know, it's outside of you and your Chiron, same thing with the third house it's about communication. So it's about how you are letting the world see you outside of you. The placement is just, just below, right? You understand what I'm saying? The work is going to be done up external. Yeah. I mean, I agree because every time, you know, I think about what I am here to do. I think about that, you know, I need to sort of, um, have a show or something or you know just yeah uh, get out there and you know like how there are talk shows and stuff like that yeah but then I have no idea where it's going to come from and I don't know why it just keeps coming into my mind over and over again and I don't know if there's even the slightest possibility of that oh yeah but, uh, well if you're thinking time, of it you know, yes I, I every time I think about every time I sort of it and you know relax my mind and think about what I am here to do I get that but then but then that's it because there is there is nothing else around it that I have and that's just one piece that I get over and over again so mm-hmm. uh, I don't and now that you say it's external focus I can probably relate a little bit but then even then uh, Okay, I mean, that's what life is about, figuring out how and what. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's like, it doesn't have to be like big and monumental changes. Um, I think sometimes people get a little bit too caught up in that and like the how instead Mm -hmm. of like the why and, um, you know, like who. Because, you know, for example, I feel like once you come in contact with who you're here to serve, then it's like the the how just kind of like unfolds. Like you just, you know what I mean? And in the universe, the divine will just send you the tools and the people you need to kind of get you through 
um, whatever challenges that come up, you know? So like, you know, with your true, again, your true note being in your house of career is like, you know, maybe you do meet a team of people that can really help you um, overcome those challenges, right? Or that you can kind of follow mm-hmm. or that will assist you in any of the efforts that you want to do. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's just a process, so, right? So, uh, I'm sorry for asking so many questions. That's okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I have been thinking right now about, you know, working with women who are uh, sort of not in a very good situation in the sense that they're financially dependent and, uh, you know, uh, because in our country, uh, I'm not sure if you know, but um, it is a very patriarchal society. And I feel mm-hmm. very, uh, I feel like there is a need to sort of change that in terms of the mindset that women have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, now that, now that if I have to look at this, action-oriented people and leaders, because, uh, because people who feel so powerless are normally not so drawn to take action. That is also something that I have felt as I have been working with a couple of women. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then, do you think that might be the wrong uh, people to target? No, no. I actually think that what you described is actually perfect um, because, you know, again, with you, having your 12th house in both Aries and Taurus and your ascendant is in Taurus. One of the really um, like, I guess the dominant positive characteristics of Taurus is that it is financially stable. Taurus is a sign that's going to create a a positive and realistic plan to get whatever it is desiring. Right. So if it's about work, it's, you know, figuring out what classes they need to study um, you know, what courses, what, what books do they need to read? Like that's all Taurian energy. It's a very successful and um, like stable sign. Like, you know, Taurus, it's ruled by Venus. So again, Venus is all about prosperity and your client, they're going to see that in you because you're ascendant Taurus. That means that your rising sign is Taurus. Um, rising signs is all about usually how people see you. It's like the, the energy they see when they meet you or when they speak to you. So if you're looking to help women become financially stable, that is 100%, I think, in alignment with your, at least your birth chart, right? And then when you said they have trouble taking action, that's Aries, right? So that's uh, a shadow side of Aries, actually. You know, a light side of Aries is that they're unafraid to take action. Um, they are going to kind of just blaze ahead and have full-blown confidence in whatever it is they're doing. But if, you know, if you're here to help them do that, then, you know, they're going to be in the shadow side of that Aries energy. Um, but I do think what you described is very descriptive of your 12th house. And these are, again, these are just like energies. It doesn't mean that they like are literally Aries and Taurus and have all the attributes of the signs. It's just kind of like the overall like uh, energies that they have also like you mentioned communication and i will i mean i have to agree that that is something that i feel very drawn to Mm -hmm. so uh, 
so yes i mean uh, i think communication is something very important and I, that might be something that i might focus upon uh because of the kind of things that i'm doing and the kind of uh, coachings that i am taking for myself at the moment mhm yeah i definitely so, think yeah focusing on communication is um a really really good um place to start especially if the women who you want to serve are not speaking up about anything then they're going to be drawn to a woman who is speaking up mm-hmm. so and then i also think another great thing for you not to focus on but to be mindful of is uh, health and wellness so i'm not sure if you're going to add that into your niche um any aspect of health and wellness i mean that's a very very broad area but the reason i'm saying that is because you have your planet mars in the sixth house which is, which is about health and wellness and you have it in um the sign of scorpio so mars is all about what motivates us the things that um get us out of bed every morning and um help us to keep going in the endeavors that we're pursuing so you know your mars again it's here in health and wellness so i feel like and there's like an uh, aspect that you want to teach these women in to make sure that they are staying healthy um then that might be a really really great thing to focus on too at least in terms of your services um and yeah i don't see um anything else that really really jumps out i mean you have your ninth house in um the sign of capricorn the ninth house is all about how you teach and guide people so capricorn is another earth sign it's very practical it's um follows rules um consistent and grounded so i think you showing up as a leader as a subject matter expert i think that's a really beautiful placement especially since you are taurus rising which is also earth energy um So I I think that's also what's going to speak to like maybe how you deliver your content and your um your lessons like if you're going to do a blog or YouTube or something like that I think having a more like systematic approach to it um would be really really good too cuz you have Capricorn there that's more you know they're more like I want I don't want to say plain plain sounds mean but like you know it's not like it's not like dressed up or anything like that it's not like you know loud and like uh you know comedic or anything like that it's very like stringent kind of which would make it you know maybe help the women you're working with like build trust with you cuz it's not like all floored flowered up you know and what is the eighth house i forgot i know you told me um the eighth house is like so it's ruled by scorpio and and pluto So the 8th house is taxes um like other people's money so when we say other people like it's usually talking about corporations or like investments taxations right so that'll be like the government's money um and then it's also sexuality so i know that's kind of a weird place weird combination there money taxes and sexuality um but again like it's scorpio and pluto. So pluto is a planet that rules death and rebirth or um death and transformation. Um so that the 8th house is like that's all that energy and you have 
four planets there. Yeah, you have your Saturn, your Neptune, your Venus, and your Uranus. Hmm. So I would definitely say, you know, with your Saturn here, Saturn's kind of like the disciplinarian of all the planets. He is going to want to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Or what he does is he creates challenges in your life to get your attention, to put you back on focus. So I would say, you know, when it comes to your other people's, like where you're investing or like what you're buying, I would say, you know, be mindful of that. Um, you know, with it being, you know, your eighth house is between Capricorn and Sagittarius. So it's like, yes, explore, weigh your options, like figure out new things because that's Sagittarius energy, but then make really, really good sound decisions. Like don't be irresponsible because then Saturn's going to get, you know, upset. If you think of it as like a person, he's going to get all, you know, he's going to discipline you. And um, so more challenges may be like, may surface in your life. So, um, okay, I think I understand. Okay, well, thank you so much again. You know, we have to wrap up here. So I, the readings are about 45 minutes. Um, so I don't think I had anything else super, yeah. I think we, yeah, we went over everything and I really appreciate you asking questions because that, you know, um, helps me get a little bit better and explaining things to people. So thank you so much. Of course.